Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Can I say something that I think is bullshit? You're a fool, would you? Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Now you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt and smoking hash through the ground. Oh, I don't know, there's all kinds of shit. And shower filled with women. Set your ass down, Lara. Shoot a pair of women's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know? Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes? Singing along, fucking along, doing the something the fuck along. Here we go! Hey, this is Chris Jericho Fozzi, and you're listening to And Podcast for All. Order me a cheese pizza, damn it! Podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw, and I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, we got pretty much stood up tonight. You mean like a first date kind of stood up? You ever been stood up on a first date? I know I have. Uh, maybe not a first date, but I, I, well, maybe I think I was the one doing the the standing up <laughs> <laughs> or the yeah. You rolled up in the BMW or the neon and saw her and went, mm, nope. Yeah, she's not a ten. She's more like a. Speaking of something point something, welcome to uh, Season 5, Episode 5. You and I are in the same room again, and this was not even planned. No, this was last minute, and you know what? This is going to be an interesting night, to say the least. We got stood up by a guest. We'll just call it important reasons that life throws at you, so we'll have that guest back in the next few weeks, but we are coming at you. It reminds me of a slaughter song. Coming at you live. What is that? Tesla. Slaughter. The song Coming at You Live. Coming at you live. Why am I thinking of Slaughter? It's a second song off of Mechanical Resonance right after right. Modern, modern Day Cowboy. You're right, but what what am I thinking about Slaughter? Something about live. Maybe. Honestly, I don't really know Slaughter that well. You got to fly to the angels, dude. <laughs> I it's do a, know that. It's a pilot airplane song. I love that video. It's a good video. If you could name the two airplanes in that hangar where they filmed the video, I'll buy you a Tesla right now. Oh, man. Um, C-130. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. C-130s are huge. That was a great guess, but... And those things, they're not, they weren't that big in that hangar. No, some old Beach 18s. Yeah, just some little guys. Some little guys. <laughs> Dude, we got stood up. We knew we were going to record tonight at your house, but you have a house full of people in there, and that's why we're in the garage. 
Yeah, we're we're having a little slumber party. The kids' cousins are over, so we're letting them kind of take over the downstairs where I'd normally be recording. So we moved it out into Garage Inc. How many kids are in the house right now? There's five kids total in my house right now. Three of them are mine and two of them are the cousins. For how many days? Tuesday through Friday, so four days. Oh my God, give you an award or a medal. Yeah, me and Amanda. She's just tearing her hair out. She's probably like, um, I picked up some extra time at work. See you, bye. Yeah, no, no. she's actually doing, she does great with all the kids. She's always done well with them. Two. Got to order pizzas and, and get some movies and some Netflix going and tell them to shut up. <laughs> yeah, here, watch a movie, have some talkies, and enjoy your night. Some talkies? Talkies, that's like the in thing. That's what all the kids eat. They're, what the hell is that? It's a Mexican like corn chip that's got chili lime seasoning all over it. A taki. A taki, yeah. Honestly had no idea. Oh yeah, and they're like addicting. I swear they put crack or some shit in them because I started eating <laughs> and I'm, I started eating them and I'm addicted now. It's bad. And they I'm sure they're terrible for you. I mean, all that red food dye that they put in, you know, takis, flaming hots, all that shit. It's got to be terrible for you. That'd be like tricking me into something that has goldfish, Cheez-Its, and mustard in it. You don't like either, any of those? No, well, no I love them. That's how oh. you trick me into getting to eat it. But a Taki, I had no idea what that was. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. The things I learn. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> we should just keep that. Instead of inserting that on the uh, post-production edit, we should just have a button right here ready to go for the more you know. The more you know. You know, I'm telling you people with how much we use that sample and that uh, that quote, I swear we're going to rename our podcast to The More You Know Podcast. The More You Know by NBC. We'll have one of those red panic buttons like the president has mm-hmm. or the radio stations has for like a seven second delay in case you slip up and say fuck. You might want to push that button right about now. <laughs> we're in your garage, so we thought it was fitting to... Listen to Garage Days, 598 EP. It's a great EP. We just had the anniversary of it, what was it, a week ago now? Well, I guess when this airs, it'll be two weeks. Let it be known, we're not listening to Garage Days tonight because of this anniversary or birthday that was last week. It just so happened that we're at your house, your kids took over your place, and we're in the garage, so we said, let's just run some Garage Days and have a couple drinks. We'll pretend like it's 1987. Do you have your $5.98 ready to go in the jukebox? Uh, yeah, I think I got $6, so someone owes me a couple pennies here. Forty two fifty and a Casio. <laughs> Thanksgiving just a few months away. I've talked to Finken, our Planes, Trains, and Automobiles fan, and, and he's still down for that. I think we're going to do that the week of Thanksgiving. Tell him to brush up on a little bit of Metallica. You know, it doesn't have to be much because we'll probably be uh, talking about the movie a lot, but tell him to talk about a little bit of Metallica. He'll be like, I know Enter the Sandman. Uh, nothing else matters. Sad but true, maybe. That's probably the extent of what he knows. Maybe he knows a little bit more. Maybe he'll shock us. He's pretty, pretty sharp dude. I bet you he'll know more material off the Black Album than Ross Helfen knows. Dude, speaking of, I'm just going to let you take this segment away because that, that surprised me. Uh, it surprised me, too. So for those of you that don't know, Mr. Ross Helfen had no idea that A Wolf and Man was on the Black Album. You think when you've been, not physically shooting, but you know, taking pictures of the band since 1984 and pretty much lived with them on 300 plus shows on the 
infamous black album wherever I may roam, nowhere else to roam tour that you'd probably know what record that song's on. Yeah, I mean take a wild guess. I mean it's it's not that difficult. I mean, I guess of Wolf and Man isn't like a super well-known song, but it's not not a, I mean, it's more well-known than Escape is. When you play Wolf for what I want to say is probably 60 to 70% of that tour where it was a it was a nightly not staple, but nightly tune. You should probably know that that's one of the newer ones off the Black Album. Right. That was like the all nightmare long of that tour. <laughs> <laughs> cyanide. Cyanide. Well, Cyanide, I think, was a little bit more popular because that was a single. True. If you think about it. I mean, oh, I guess all, I nightmare, to... all Nightmare Long was too. See, that's the thing is as Metallica has gone on, they they have so many songs that they do music videos for. And it's like, well, I mean, half their album is a fucking single now. It's just like the knowledge of better than you won a Grammy. I know that's still like I swear <laughs> if that came up in trivia, I, I feel like still to this day, I, I if someone said what song was it that won a Grammy, right? I feel like th- I would still stumble on that because it's like how even even if they said reload era, you'd be like, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like that huh? still to this day doesn't come and even close to what I would expect would win. Spotlight on you on the spot. You only have 10 seconds to answer. What song off Reload Run at Grammy I'd say? Well, it's either Fuel, Memory, or Unforgiven 2. Right, you go for the singles. Like I said, still to this day. Just like Deontay Wilder, the boxer, said to this day. That dates it to right now. Can I just say something that I think is bullshit? It dates it to this period, and that's a trend that's happening (laughs) in music, and I just think it's bullshit. But can I say something that I think is bullshit? This whole fucking solo out, you know, dates the whole thing. That's so bullshit, you know? If you put a guitar, if you don't play a guitar solo in one of these songs, that dates it to this period. And that, that cements it to a trend that's happening in music right now. I think that's stupid, yeah, and I think I, it's totally I know trendy. I not what I said. The interview with Stefan Shirazi was awesome because, let's be honest, Ross doesn't do many if at all interviews he's yeah. not a people person needless to say i don't think he's coming on atfa anytime soon well i have a little surprise for you because i've been in contact with him via the old world wide web in that electronic mail feature we use in this day and age oh you, you trying to map the route out on the old computer <laughs> <laughs> oh my god russ don't eat the truckster thank you audrey Nice shot. <laughs> Dude, that that scene is, when you watched it in the mid-80s, I know you weren't alive, but when I saw it in the mid-80s, I'm like, oh my God, look at that game. That looks amazing. So I worked out the whole trip on the computer so we get the maximum amount of fun time at Wally World without missing any of the good stuff along the way. I'll tell you what, when I saw that movie, so the first time I saw that movie when it, I was a kid, probably, you know, mid-90s, 90, you know, 5, 96, you know, I'm a little kid. I even thought like, wow, that'd be really cool. Like, look at he's got that computer hooked up to the TV. Right. Because even, you know, computers With your were- your family car on there. Right, exactly. Like computers were, you know, and it's funny to say that because looking at what computers are now versus what they were in the mid to late 90s, you know, they were a lot more advanced than they were in the 80s. And, you know, my dad, he didn't have his Apple computer. I think he had Apple computers pretty much. Cause Apple he was a, 2C, baby. 
yeah he was a he was a graphic designer so he was always using you know the mac stuff but yeah even then like he didn't have it hooked up to the tv and i was like dude that's awesome like i want our car to be on the tv and i want to fucking pac-man that shit around the country i was just gonna say it's it was basically a rip off of pac-man of how the dots and the sounds were going exactly and it was so cool because <laughs> when he pulls up that route he goes there's us and it goes and there's wally world yeah and how does he get the truckster into the computer like i couldn't even figure out how to get my own car into a video game nowadays let alone in fucking what was that like 80 82 that movie came out 84 oh man i'm gonna get critiqued 85? here five get on the old World Wide web yeah we're gonna have to look this up go there's us and there's wally world now let's just take a look at uh, day one shall we honey come on in we're gonna do day one Okay, now there's the uh, family truckster as we leave Chicago. Rusty, please do not eat the truckster. Russ, do you mind? I'm trying to uh, work this out here on the old computer. Please, Russ. Oh, great. Okay. Thank you, Audrey. That's just great. All right, that's enough, Russ. Okay, now I think we're moving toward the ground. Thank you. Good shot, Audrey. <laughs> Oh, 83. There's us. And there's Wally World. Yep, 83. I like, I, I, we were like, you were 85. 85. I was like, I was 82. So yeah, we're 83. We were. 85 was the Goonies. Yeah, that that's probably, that sounds great. 83. And Christy Brinkley still looks smoking hot. Yeah, she didn't oh, look that's bad. Classic. If I remember right, wasn't the truckster even like in the right colors? Yeah, it was like green like it was and. The car. Yeah, it was like green and it had like the. The brown fucking trim or the the panels, the panels, yeah, and that was what an old Ford like Grand Wagoneer, whatever it was that they transformed into that thing. The, I have no idea how we got on the subject. I don't know how. Oh, because you're pulling up the World Wide Web, Ross Alfred. Oh, that's right. Emails. Electronic mail, emails, yeah, electronic. So after I watched that last night, I thought, okay, here's a point zero zero two percent chance of having Mister Helfen on the show. Hey, Ross, awesome interview with Stefan. Would love to dive deeper into those stories. Glad to hear your take on such monumental moments. Take care, Shane, Jeff, APFA. He replied today at 5.52 p.m. I'm going to give you the exact words. And I quote, (laughs) I'm sure you would, dot, 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 and I'm sure they wouldn't want me to, period. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no jeff no shane no apfa and no take care of ross Elfin, and that was that and shane said no shit good here's old a ross. 20 keep the change <laughs> i'll just say needless to say it doesn't seem like he's going to be coming on the show anytime soon i don't think he's uh even going to reply back to us if he comes on the show i will then give you another tesla just like you couldn't name those beach 18 aircraft at least he did reply though right that was the cool thing. When you see an inbox message from Ross, I'm like, okay, right on. A cool interview to get his perspective on that era, talking about black and white, color, tour, studios, even the band's mood at sometimes. Very cool interview. Yeah, he definitely has seen some things, and I totally get why he wouldn't want to come on the air and share those because, like he said, there's probably things he saw that they don't want the world to know about. Ross, it's okay. Well, if Wolf and Man is on load. 
<laughs> unload and it won a Grammy. Instead of the cure, Wolf and Man track eight. Good thing, not good luck, good thing we are not having him on for a trivia show. Speaking of Wolf and Man, did you see the footage from Germany, 1992? They opened the set Wolf with Wolf. I know we've talked about this before, but I actually watched it. And then it shows like the banter going into creep. Yeah. It's so odd. I wouldn't mind giving that a shot sometime, opening with Wolf, just to see what it's like. Dude, every show we play is not about what your Dream No More set list is about, okay? Yeah, but we've done this band long enough now to where uh, we we don't need to play the same set list anymore. So now it's all about us. This isn't about you. It's about how I feel. Yeah, it's not about what he thinks. It's about how I feel. Today is August 25th. You're going to hear this a week from today. We're literally like 15 days away from the Black Elm box that arriving on our front porch. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Did you find out how much the jacket is yet or... I haven't. I, I'm very disappointed in our listeners who should be emailing in podcastforall at gmail.com to tell us that that little, you know, well-known information. Yeah, how come you guys don't know? What's wrong with you? Dude, speaking of our fans, I have to bring up some statistics if you don't mind. I like stats. Stats are fun. I was going through stats on who listens to the show, how often, and from where. I'm assuming America is still our number one 38% of Americans listen to APFA. Okay, okay. Not 38% of America, but 38% no. of APFA <laughs> listeners. Could you imagine 38% of America? Holy shit, we'd be, we'd be on Rogan's level. Oh, we'd have six stars. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, second, the country coming into second place, our friends in Germany, 13%. Attaboy, Germany taking it home for, for the silver. It was that St. Germany episode with their party at that green church. Yeah, because they get half of the country to show up. The top city that has downloaded on Podcast for All, Lilienthal, Germany. Is that top city just in general or just the top city in Germany? Top city of all time. Does it say how many downloads they've had or does it just say that's the number one most downloaded city? 9,728. Wow. Right. What's the highest city in America? Does it say that? Does it get that in-depth with the details? I have that stat for you, but keep in, all, keep in mind, Lilienthal is number one. Coming in second place, Columbus, Ohio, 8,118. Wow, they're not even that far behind. Third, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Brazil. Fourth, a town in France I can't even uh, pronounce. And coming in fifth, a town called Howe, Ohio. So we got some Ohioans that are batshit crazy for APFA. You know, we're from Minnesota and Florida, and we you guys didn't even podium finish. Them are some rookie numbers. Y'all got to pump them numbers up. Minnesota and Florida did not make the top ten. <laughs> wow. Thanks a I lot. Did look, <laughs> I did look up where How H O U G H Ohio is. It's basically Cleveland, so maybe Cleveland doesn't have that fancy broadband five G. So all their shit goes through How. Right. We'll have to ask Jason Karkowski Dyer's from Dyer's Cleve. Cleve. Yeah. Right. So the top ten: Lilienthal, Columbus, Sao Paulo, that little town in France I can't pronounce, How, Dusseldorf. Chicago, Moscow, 
Nyon, France, and coming in 10th, Atlanta. Wow. The fact that Brazil only had one, what, one city, right? Out of the Sao Paulo, Brazil. Yeah. And the fact, not only did they only have one, but they are podium. They're, they got the bronze. You got it, man. That's crazy, man. Them Brazil people, though, them Brazilians, they're, there's some crazy, crazy. people. There's hardcore metal fans. Hardcore metal fans, hardcore fighters. One of my favorite UFC fighters. He's a champion. He's from Brazil, Charles Oliveira. And, man, them Brazilian people are just, they're on a whole nother level. And then even, like, the, the metal people. Like, look at Max Cavalera and Soulfly and all that. Like, man. Love Soulfly. Some crazy shit that they brought to the table when when that band formed. So if you're from Lilenthal, I want to hear from you. Jeff wants to hear from you in podcastforall at gmail.com. You the fan from the top country of Germany, please come on the show. I'm going to give you the uh, 10 top countries if you're ready. Top 10 countries. All right, let's do it. From 1st to 10th. U.S., Germany, France, Canada, the U.K., Brazil, Italy, Russia, Spain, Australia. That's cool. Russia. I would love to have someone from Russia. I want somebody that was at the Moscow show. 91. So if anyone's listening and you know someone or you are that person, please write in. We can get a translator if we need to. Yeah, Mikey, translate. <laughs> if you said you could translate, translate right here. Yeah, translate it. Ish bonjour. <laughs> and then he goes, what does that mean? What you, What was it? Death. Remember the yeah when oh, he's tra- when he, yeah he's he's translating the it's mouth yeah translating the map yeah Mikey translate and then when he said when he did translate to English it was like death to all <laughs> yeah ye intruders beware crushing death and grief soaked with blood. The best is when he's when he's talking to the Spanish maid. Oh, Rosalita. Rosalita, yeah. The drugs go in here and the sexual torture devices go in here. Yep, you sort them all out. <laughs> <laughs> you see the subtitles? Yeah. And she's like, oh, what kind of madhouse am I in? <laughs> now, Rosalita, I really want the house clean before they tear it down. <laughs> and then when she goes to like touch her, she goes, oh! <laughs> I would really like the house clean when they tear it down. Clark, can you translate? Si no hace buen trabajo, será encerrada aquí con las cucarachas por dos semanas sin agua y sin comida. Okay, Rosie? Okay? You're going to be very happy here. Again, Goonies, vacation, planes, trains, it, it never stops. For those of you listening, I'm a total movie nerd, so I, I go off the deep end with movies. It would be bad if Shane and I just started doing movie commentaries because that's what the show would turn into. It would be in movies for all. All those people in Sao Paulo and Canada would unsubscribe. Either that or all the film companies would sue us. <laughs> that FBI $250,000 warning page. I'll be like, hey, we didn't tape it. I mean, we we taped it audio, but we didn't we didn't... We didn't show any video. This is what we talk about when our guests stand us up. Yeah, and you know what? It seems like it seems like people like it though when we're just being goofy, you know, and that's all right. Well, the last time we did this, I had an emergency bathroom stop at the Come and Go in Southwest Minnesota, coming over from Sturgis. So people love that shit and whatever. <laughs> Literally, they love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was. I had fun last week talking to our friend from Oklahoma, Mr. Tyler Hall. Yeah, it was a good episode. 
he was he was a good time. He had some some good shit to say, and I enjoy all of our our time with our guests. You know, anybody and everyone is welcome. Twisting, turning through the tornado is what I wanted the title that, but madly in anger with Oklahoma for their weather patterns was just more fitting. And it was it worked perfect. You know, I always enjoy that. I know you love it, and a lot of his meet and greets and story had to do with madly in anger with the tour. Or madly in <laughs> madly in anger with the tour. That's from now madly on. Madly in anger with the world tour. Madly in anger with the tour. I like that better, dude. I'm digging your garage. It's a nice summer night. It's August 25th. Like James says in Through the Never, this is like what it's like. This is what it's like in our garage. Yeah, literally. This is uh, this is what it's like in our garage. Yeah, uh, you know, just hanging out, having some beers, and shoot. I'm sure in Metallica's garage they have a bunch of uh, bicycles for a seven-year-old girl, some Target shopping bags, some recyclable uh, cardboard from Domino's Pizza. Hey, that's our burn box because we have the fire pit out back. So you know, you gotta, oh, gotcha. Gotta have. I'm sure they have that exact fridge. This is an American garage. American garage for five ninety-eight. Five ninety-eight, and for twenty-five minutes and five seconds. 2505? 2505. I'm trying to think of the Napoleon quote. $5. It's like a dollar an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't much, but it's an honest living. If you think about it, there's five songs on that EP. Five songs for $6? I mean, I don't know. Eh, maybe that's not a good deal. That's not a good deal because on I just well, iTunes, it used to be 99 cents a song, and now they jacked it up to $1.29 a song. Inflation I was just station. Gonna say, I'm pretty sure if iTunes was around in 1987, it wouldn't be 99 cents for a single. No, it would have been like 10 cents for a single. We're paying over a dollar to listen to Last Caress that only lasts for a minute. I got something to say. Well, I mean, technically it's three minutes and 30 seconds on this because you've got Green Hell as well. I bet they've only played. Now, last week I was way off on how many times they've played Trapped Under Ice, but I'm going to say they've only played Green Hell twice. Let's... Take a look. Let's fire up the old computer. I have to really redeem myself after last week's colossal meltdown of a trapped under ice failure. Yeah, I was way off. I said 90. I'm going to say green hell twice. Twice. Well, I mean, you're definitely a lot closer than you were with the 130 to 21. Um, What do we got? 11. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's live. Wow. Green Hell was first performed live July 21st, 1989. Okay. The Brendan Byrne Arena in East Rutherford, Justice New Tour. Jersey. As of March 2020, the song has been played live 11 times. When's the last time it was played live? Death Magnetic Tour? Green Hell! Dun, dun, dun. This website says it's been played 12 times, and the last time it was played live. What the hell are you looking at, son? 20... Metallica.com. 2011 was the last time it was played I was, was played right. Live. Death Magnetic Tour. Yep. yep. All the lights went green after they played Last Crush. <laughs> were, you able, were you lucky enough to see Green Hell live? I've never seen Green Hell live. There was footage, I remember. They played Last Crush, the song hanged, and then all the lights went green, and I think James was like, here we go. I was like, damn, they're playing that? That would be cool to see that at the 40th. Oh, dude, I forgot to tell you. I was flying home last night. or not home. I was in Florida flying to Minneapolis. Yeah. Well, this is still kind of your home. Still kind of home. So flying to Minneapolis last night, 
bored out of our mind at 40,000 feet. <laughs> Glad to like, know oh, that's, that you're bored while flying. <laughs> that means everything's a-okay. Yeah, it's very true. Nothing exciting going on. So my co-pilot knows about the band, knows about the podcast, and he literally starts talking about his knowledge of the band. And usually when people start talking Metallica, I'm like, okay, here comes the Sandman, Unforgiven, Nothing Else Matters, fuel chatter. He goes, Shane, has Metallica ever played astronomy? I'm like, dude, it is so funny you bring that up. I said, that is my co-host and lead guitar player's uh, Dream No More song. And him and I, and we talked about Fixer for a little bit, and then he said, have they ever played astronomy? And I said, no, they haven't. I said, it's so funny you bring that up because we've been talking about that the last few weeks about what's going to go down in December. And I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that astronomy is in there somewhere. Even if it's just a doodle, <laughs> I'll be happy with Fixer. Clock and, strikes, and we're done. <laughs> no, in all reality, I'll be happy with Fixer, but man, astronomy. Like, play the covers that you haven't played before. Play the ones you don't play live. You know, play Green Hell, play Astronomy, play Crash Course. You know what I mean? Play the small hours. Well, last week I said they're going to open with Fixer into justice and then traps third if they don't play trap third i'm walking out remember that yeah so now you gotta so now astronomy's fourth slot see look at what happens you're gonna be walking out at one of the greatest shows of all time watch they're not gonna play trap third you're gonna walk out and then you're gonna hear astronomy and fixer back to back (laughs) (laughs) leading up to that show i think i'm gonna i'm gonna have a second dream no more set list just for the 40th and you better bring like an extra large cup in case you have to pee. Oh, dude, you're referring to the size of my bladder on the rail at the Through the Never filming in Vancouver. I want you to know that I don't care how close I am. If I have to pee, I will walk away and I will goddamn motherfucking make sure that I make my way back to my area. I'll make it back up. Don't worry. I'll, I'll squeeze my way right on through. I'll push people out the way. <laughs> do you know how big a 32 ounce cup is yeah i do i worked at holiday at one time i filled that in the parking lot after that show and ran over not while i was holding it but that just gives you an idea of how much yeah you could i mean man that's like why is this show turned into me having to you know take the exit ramp and have an emergency shit and talk about urinating in a vancouver parking lot in the corner by a rental car 32 ounces worth. Because <laughs> uh, let's face it, it, it brings up good conversation and, you know. Great memories. Great memories. And, you know, we can only. And bathrooms for all. We can only talk about Pizzle walking off stage, almost shitting his pants during King Nothing <laughs> so many times. Picture bass. Picture no bass during King. And all of a sudden I started and I just hear Chris. Because I'm looking around like, what the fuck? And I see Pizzle run off stage. He like chucked his bass. Good thing that was in central Nebraska where the turnout wasn't that. It wasn't uh, that great. Then, but that well, was the first night of tour, though, too. So, Yes, it was. That was the same tour where we ran into the tornado in Oklahoma. Yeah, that was that was a long tour. That was like a month or month and a half long tour. That was a, that was a long one, wasn't it? The 14 days is a month. Yeah, I guess it was long. Oh, that was that one? Because we did one where we were out for Oh yeah, a lot longer. And I didn't know if that was that one that was... I can't remember. That's when we had the the new van in the trailer, then it got all fucking hailed out in Oklahoma. That's right. Yep. So, see, I don't know. After you do a bunch of them, they all just kind of <laughs> together. All right. 
since we're talking about Fixer, Justice Second, Trap Third, and Astronomy Fourth, where are we in the vote? And voting for all this is week number four, which means there's 16 weeks left until our Chase Center in December. Yes, and so as some of you know who've been listening, we have had two songs from, I think it's the first five albums for the vote. So if you've been keeping up with it and you're doing your math correctly, we would be moving into Master of Puppets tonight for... Still can't believe Fight Fire beat out Trapped. Really, people? Really? I'm Yeah, that one is super surprising, and I'm hoping tonight. tonight's going to be interesting because we're going up against a song that everybody loves to hear live, but it's against a very rare song. And, of course, for this show, we're looking at rare songs. Now, I mean, of course, it's the song you want to hear live, but, I mean, let's face it. We want to hear some rare shit, right? So... Tonight we have The Thing That Should Not Be versus Disposable Heroes. I'm speechless. You can actually hear your crickets outside your garage right now. That's how speechless he is. Wow. (sighs) And on my list here, I have... I got to think about this hard. It's written down as thingy, of course. Thingy versus... Fat motherfucker. Thingy versus disappear. Or disappear. (laughs) Disposable. (laughs) (laughs) Thing that should not be versus here I go now. Here I go. Well, we already know what would win there. Thingy and disposable. We're choosing what we'd like to hear at the 40th anniversary as a rare puppets cut. Now, I want to say this is where you bring out Jason. And he says, about the heaviest number known to mankind. Yeah, I mean, that would be a that good. That would be a moment. That would be a good homage. But I'm not feeling that that's going to happen, even though we can dream no more about that as well. Yeah. I think the more popular song among, amongst the Met family and diehards would be Disposable. Definitely. Me, personally, Disposable's a little long, a little repetitious. I'm going to go with the heavy, sludgy, slow thing that should not be. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one. I would pick the thing that should not be. This is my take on it. So usually, like when I wrote the Dream No More set list, I did it with the mindset of what I would want to hear them play current day. Let's face it, some of their more technical, fast songs, it's not that they're not good at it, but it's just not quite what it used to be. But there is kind of a double-edged sword here because if you go by today's standards, I think they play disposable very tight. I think that playing... Yes. The Thing That Should Not Be, definitely an easier song, and I know musically they're going to play it great, but I don't honestly know how I feel about James's voice current day singing that song. I don't think, I'm not saying he would struggle, but it's just, that song has a very, I don't know, let me choose my words carefully here. Um, I, I, okay, Lars. It just, it has a unique kind of a unique style to it and I just don't know if James's voice is quite equipped to sing that song properly current day. So it's funny cuz it's an easier song but vocally I feel like he would do disposable much better. You said that very well. I almost interrupted you in the middle of that because I as we sit in your garage and the back door is cracked, I just saw a moth fly up to the light bulb. Moth into flame. It was it happened in like slow mo. But I didn't want to interrupt how you sounded like a professor, a professor. philosopher. Um, <laughs> Shit's getting philosophical up in here. Basically, dude, that was well said. I, I I agree with everything you said. It's just a little too long, a little too repetitious. 
and I believe in my crazy Metallica history, I've heard Thing a lot more than I've heard Disposable, and I still am going to go with Thing. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because that song live is... They slow it down. Yeah, and they get it real That song sludgy. is sludgy as fuck. It's just got that fucking yep. in-the-pocket heavy, just like, all right, you want to move around, you want to do something the fuck along. <laughs> Basically, it's the moments, it's it's the times where I've heard Sad But True really pulled back, and it's like, the more pulled back that gets, the better it is. Yeah, it gets that Sabbathy kind of doom sludge, like... Basically... When I was younger, I would always say, you know, I'd hear like this really fast, heavy song. And I remember I'd always tell my dad, I'm like, oh, this song is so heavy. And he's like, sure, you know, you can say that. But he goes, you know, the true definition of heavy, he goes, it's something like Sabbath, something that has weight, something that just, you know, fucking hits you. You know what I mean? It's not always necessarily like something like raining blood or, you know, blackened, you know, just something that's just, you know what I mean? Right. And right. as I get older, or as I got older, I should say, I definitely started to realize that, especially with songs like Sad But True, and that's why I feel like I like Dream No More so much, is it just has that kind of heaviness to it. That's your go-to song on Hardwired? On Hardwired, yeah. Yep, definitely. I'm going with Thing. You're going with? Thing. Pulls open Thursday morning, closing late Thursday night with results on Friday. Dude, after that, I don't know what two songs you have picked for next week off of Puppets. It, it has me wondering. It's going to be a good one. I can't wait to see what people pick. Right now, I'm going to put in some filler like Jeopardy music while you tell me what it is, but I'm not going to tell the people so I can think about next week's vote. You want to know what it is? Yeah. We have... Wow. Actually, Jeopardy like, music, Jeopardy music's coming off, and that's that's a hard, you only have eight songs on that record. Well, and the thing well, is, so did Lightning, but those are those are tough. Well, the thing that rarities on there. Well, the thing that's tough with Puppets is Puppets is you know I mean obviously the Black album is the album that has sold the most physical copies, but let's face it, Puppets is without a doubt their most popular album. So even the songs that are quote unquote rare. It's off an album that's so popular, you know what I mean? It's off an album that is just, you know... Next week's going to be tough. ...referred to as the greatest thrash metal record of all time. I wonder if Ross knows what album Disposable's on. I didn't know it was a Metallica song. S&M? <laughs> it's by who? What band? I don't, I don't even know what band I'm shooting. A clarinet. He must have thought he was shooting Jethro Tull. Hey, man, I dig that flute playing. <laughs> Dude, we're in your garage. It's We've been talking for 42 fucking minutes. We had a lot to cover tonight. There's a lot to say. That's what happens when you get stood up on a Wednesday night in Minneapolis. Yeah, you have a lot of pent-up bottled aggression, and you got to just get it out, man. You want to hit play, and we'll uh, listen to some Garage Days in your garage. It's kind of a hybrid episode because it's not a full commentary episode. We don't have a guest here. We're just we're fucking around and shooting the shit. Singing along, dancing along, fucking along. Doing something. Doing the something the Garage Days along. Garage Days, 598. Here we go. <laughs> Let's just go in order. Track one. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of like jams they do where Lars will start this beat when they're fucking around. 
live. Now that's an opening song right there. Opening with Helpless. These vocals are so raw. That's what makes this just Oh, this whole thing is raw. Helpless. It's like a flanger on his voice. Well, that's on the weight where he really has that flange on his voice. It's it's definitely. But it seems like there's that on the, this whole five track kind of just. I think it's just how raw it is. It's just like there's no, there's barely like any compressors or any kind of equalizers or limiters on there. They're just like, you know what? Go in the studio, fucking record it. And, you know, it actually, yep. it sounds fucking great. You know, like I wish that they would have stuck more in that mentality. But, I mean, they did what they had to do. If they would have stayed a band that sounded like this forever, they would have never sold a million records. No. And what's awesome about this? Full of bass. Yeah, how is it the how is it that there is more bass on this EP than there is on Injustice for All? They said, Oh Jason, welcome to the band. We're gonna spoil you, and in six months we're gonna change that. We're gonna crush <laughs> your dreams. <laughs> Helpless, originally done by Diamond Head. Love Diamond Head. Largest heroes, basically. NWO, BHM. Pretty much. You know that was the working title for Atlas Rise? It was NWO, BHM? Yep. It makes sense. That's the most... Maiden. Yeah, it's like the most uh, British heavy metal song they've ever written. Now we're coming up to the helpless Kirk Hammett solo, which is one of your favorites off of Garage Days. And we've made fun of this before from Record Store Day. There is quite the difference. Big difference. Big reason why this is one of my favorite solos is it's nostalgic for me because this is my dad's favorite Kirk solo. So as a kid growing up and always hearing this EP, I just always remember him talking about how much he loved this solo. Great fills. Basic but powerful. It would be cool if Metallica... I wish that their next album they were doing wasn't a studio album because we have discussed that they'll probably only do one more studio album realistically. I wish they would do one more covers like Garage Type CD and then do a studio album and then hang it up. Like one more cover album would be awesome. Yeah, they can cover Kid Rock's American Badass. Yeah, with Snoop Dogg. Same beat. I like this part right here. Back into it. How have we never done this song live? We've only played 623 shows over 11 years, bro. I've played this beat a lot fucking around when we do doodles. I know that because it's the same thing Lars does. Right. But like, and I know we've we fucked around with it and sound checked before, just kind of goofing around. But how we've never done the song is really surprising to me. Because we play Escape instead. Too busy playing Bread Fan and Stone Cold. Got that right. <laughs> Opening with Bread Fan. <laughs> By the time people hear this episode, we just opened with Stone Cold in Duluth. Or maybe we didn't. <laughs> you never know. You never know. away. <laughs> we'll see with the thunderstorms coming out. I 
Diamond had had some badass tunes. Too. Oh yeah, a lot. Well, the great thing about this song is it has a heavy, you know, kind of aggressive sound to it. But especially for that time period, like it actually has a decent amount of like catchy vocal hooks in it. You know what I mean? Like the whole interlude, the chorus. I mean, if you think about the music of this time period and of this genre, I mean, other than Iron Maiden, there wasn't a lot of bands that could play good, heavy music, but then still have like a catchy hook behind it. You know what I mean? And I feel like this song, it it really captured it quite well. Here we go. Yeah, there ain't no record store day there. Just a ripping solo at the end. He was good because he was playing the hamster caster. Yes. Very good point. I love the photo shoot for this when they're out in the back of that white pickup on the street. That solo right there, ripping. Simple, but it fits so well. Unlike Record Store Day. Unlike Record Store Day. You know, speaking of the hamster caster, Hairball's guitar tech showed me a rare picture of Kirk Hammett. So he went and saw Metallica at first Ave on the Ride the Lightning tour with Wasp. And fuck like a beast, baby. Yeah, and they were like co-headlining, and Metallica wasn't that well known. And he showed some pictures to Pizzle and I that he took from that day. And Kirk has the hamster caster, and it doesn't have the EMGs in it yet. It doesn't even say hamster. Doesn't, doesn't even say hamster caster on it. I was like, dude, I'm like, wow. I have never seen that picture before ever. Like he had pictures first day of. Yeah, and he's got pictures from that show that like literally nobody's ever seen before. They were amazing. I got to see those. We play with them again at the end of September. I got to ask him. Remind me to ask him. Well, he told me. He's like, add. I love how this fades back in. It fades back in, yep. (laughs) For about five seconds. He told me. He said, find me on Facebook. And he said, I'll send them to you. What are you waiting on, man? Too busy talking with LaFonda on those chat rooms. (laughs) Track two. This intro is just bizarre. And to think they played this live during the Garage Inc. shows. Badass. The Small Hours, originally done by Holocaust. Holocaust, baby. Great song. How many times do you hear these songs knowing their covers, but Metallica put such an iconic twist on them? You're like, oh, Metallica wrote this. I look at this record as a Metallica EP. I know they're all covers, but I think of it as like Metallica demos. Always have. I'm talking about any Metallica cover ever. Blitzkrieg, Evil, Bread Fan, even like a Stone Cold Crazy. You, you're like, that's Metallica, and you're like, but it really isn't. That's how popular and I agree. songs have gotten because of them. Yep. It's definitely all of those classic ones like Blitzkrieg. I still sometimes forget when we're playing it live that, holy shit, that's a cover. Right. There's a, there's a few of their songs that when I hear them, I'm like, I still think of the original. Like, Turn the Page, as much as I love the original, I still think of Seegers. And, you know, Tuesday's Gone, I still think of Skinner's version. But, yeah, pretty much all of their covers, you know, It's Electric. Oh, yeah. I, I still, to this that's day, Metallica. think that that's a Metallica song. <laughs> Speaking of sludgy, slow, pulled back right here. I mean, that's pulled way back. Yeah, that's like that 
something that should not be kind of, you know, sludge. Sludgy, yeah. Great part. Love it. In my own special way. You know, this song has like almost like a trouble feel. You know, the band Trouble. Like yeah. Was, oh, God, yeah. That's a good point. Like, it always to me had that kind of feel to it. Which, speaking of Trouble, their singer just passed away. Same, same day as Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones. Rest in peace. Mr. Watts. Rest in peace. 80 years old, man. Still playing stadiums at 80. Yeah, I know. And it's it's sad to think it's like... Not a bad resume. Not a bad resume, but you think like, all right, he started like hopefully the rest of the guys from the Stones aren't just going to... It's not going to be a domino effect anytime soon. No. You can't kill Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. They'll never die. With as much as Keith has ingested, I think he's doing just fine, Clark. C- Keith will outlive us all. Very possible. He's like a cockroach or a, a Twinkie. Like he, he'll just he survives. <laughs> a Twinkie. Twinkies. I mean, they last for quite a long time. There's a lot of fucking. Yeah, look at my gut. There's still like 18 over here. Right here on my right side. I like Twinkies. I like Twinkies. <laughs> Dude, when you think of Metallica covers, who's the biggest artist Metallica's covered that still makes you think it's a Metallica song? Probably Last Caress, because Misfits are pretty big and pretty iconic. And I hear that song, and even though it sounds nothing like a Metallica song, I've heard it so many times, and literally I've heard the the Metallica version so many more times than I have the Misfits version, because I wasn't like a huge Misfits fan. I don't dislike them, but they're just they're not one of my favorites. Right. And for some reason, I always you know that's I would say that's probably like the biggest. Of, of them because I want to say Bob Seger because Bob Seger it's funny to say that that's my vote yeah turn the, pa- turn the turn page turn the page and like I hear that song when you hear page everyone's like oh it's Metallica and it's like yeah no it's not bud but that's the thing is like I hear that and like yes their version which of course everyone's gonna be like well duh their version but like their version if you you listen to it it sounds like it could be a Metallica song but I'm, maybe it's just because I grew up hearing the Seger version so much you know I heard both of them but I heard the Seger version a lot growing up and I still Listen think solo. I still think of his version, but Paige would be a close second, though for sure. I love how we've talked nothing about the small hours, and we've just talked about Garage Inc. Well, I mean, it is relevant, <laughs> though. It is very true. It's relevant, but when you hear the small hours, you, you don't. It's just oh, that's Metallica. Oh yeah, this song definitely. I I've probably mm-hmm. heard the original version of this song five times in my life. Yeah, less than a handful. That moth almost landed on your face. I just saw that. Yeah, just this lonely moth flying around. Moth into Jeff. Right there. That's it. It's in the saddened thing pulled back, dude. Yeah, it's in the pocket. It's got the groove. Bass. (laughs) Bass. A goofy-ass Kirk solo. Are you getting your dollar ten worth a song? Dollar ten. Uh, yeah, I'd say that it's worth it. 
That's I gotta do the math. Five ninety eight divided by five. Yeah, stand by. A <laughs> dollar nineteen. <laughs> you were close. So it's right between the old school iTunes ninety nine cents and dollar twenty nine as we know it today. I mean, I guess that's kind of a happy medium. I mean, I would play. I would pay a dollar nineteen for these songs. Buck nineteen. One point one nine six. Well, we got a roundup. It's a buck twenty. Spendy back in the eighties, dude. Yeah, a buck twenty per song. Fuck, they were ripping people off for a cassette. Yeah, for real, they were ripping people off. See, Lars knew back then. He's like, we're gonna get that money. We're gonna get our paper today. Yeah, I agree. And there we go. And that was that. Track three. The weight. I love playing this live. Originally by Killing Joke. I've heard the original probably three times. I'm pretty sure. I love how he counts it off here. Listen. It's like, no shit. (laughs) Back in the days of counting out loud. Right. It's funny because on this EP, every band was in NWOBHM except for the Misfits. Misfits, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there's six songs. To me, Green Hell is track six. Fair enough. Well, I guess technically Budgie wasn't uh, British. I think they were from, like, Wales or something. Now, you know, I like Budgie because of Bread Fan. Imagine opening up with The Weight and not Bread Fan. The Weight? Well, I mean, this would be an interesting song to open up with. Listen to that vocal. I always think of the movie School of Rock when I hear this song, just because it's in that movie. Ever since the DVD in Mexico City came out in like 08, 09, I don't know why. Whenever we play it live, I picture that footage now. When I'm playing songs live, I usually picture DVD footage. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I'm like a visual guy. not Like how I remember a song, I remember parts. I actually like think about what the DVD looks like during the song. You're the weirdest musician I've ever met. I know. All you should be following is the bass, man. You're a drummer. It's hard to follow the bass when we're playing Blacken, bro. It's hard, it's hard <laughs> to follow the bass when he doesn't hit that Ano and Clover. <laughs> Old Pizzle. You know he's listening right now, too. Okay, I'm gonna ask. You, I'm gonna give you a couple songs, and right when you hear the song, I want you to tell me what you picture. Okay. Harvester. Oh, well, Moscow. See, same for me. When we play Harvester live, that entire. Visual, Are you talking about what I picture live, or what I picture right now when you say it? Because like when you when you say that song, that's what I picture. But when I'm okay. w- live. I mean, I guess there's been times where, yes, I, I do picture things, like especially during So What, during the solo, the ah, ha, 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 like I always picture that. Right. So I know what you're mean. I definitely know what you're saying. But sitting here in your sitting here in your garage, when I say the song, one, what do you picture? Well, I picture the music video when I 
Okay. When I think of the song, that's just the first thing I always think of is the music video. For some reason, it's the cunning stunts footage. It's funny that you said that because that would have been like it was that or the music video. Because when Lars, the first part where Lars kicks in and he's keeping time, that yellow light yep. is shining on yep, him. Yep, and you I, can tell it's too bright for his eyes. Yep, I know and exactly he kind of looks what away. you're talking about. That moment in the intro to one, I'm thinking of that fucking Fort Worth footage. It's the weirdest there thing. There is one part from that video from Cunning Sunset that I always think of whenever Chris says, in Pump's life that I must feel, they show James and he has his, like he's closing his eyes and as soon as he says that, he like opens his eyes and looks up right at that part. Every time we play that part, I think That's of what I'm talking I think about. Of that scene. Yeah. So yeah, I know. Okay, so it's more of parts, not maybe the full song, but that part, every time we play it, I always picture that scene in my head. Do you like playing the weight solo right here? I love playing this solo. It's not, it's not too tough. It's a fun solo to play. It just seems like it's ripping, like you're just shredding. Oh yeah, it's easy. it's got a couple, you know, interesting. And it goes parts. Into this, yeah, but it's it's a fun solo. I love my double bass here. I just pound the shit out of that so hard because it's like the actual focal point of the ten seconds here. Pumping like a treadmill, like a Peloton, like a Peloton. I think they're cult. That's true. They're a cult, like Jeep owners, it is. right? It is. <laughs> we have special passwords that you'll never know. <laughs> Translate, Mikey. <laughs> you ruined my joke. Yeah, but you're... <laughs> you're ruining the painting. You're ruining my joke. Get out from behind there. The weight is strong. And then I love when they play it live in Mexico. goes, the weight. Yeah, the weight. The weight. Here comes a bass solo take two, is what I like to call it. <laughs> Listen to that fucking tone. How come that wasn't on Justice? We've played this once. Hey, I just realized it. You and I have played this live once. Metallica has only played this song once. Now, I know I was way off on Trapped and way off on whatever fucking other song we were talking about tonight, Green Hell. You weren't even that far off. I said two, and you said, what, 11? 11, you're or 12, so you're off by 10. I know for a fact. Crash Course. Uno. So just because of that, we will never play the song live again. We can't. No, we won't. Can't go over what they've done. Great song. I feel like I don't know how much I even enjoyed playing this song live because I don't know if I was trying to think about it or I was just like too like, what the fuck, we're actually playing this song right now, you know what I mean? Too focused trying not to fuck up and it's a really easy song. It's such an easy song, but it's like, especially when you have those songs you really, really want to play and you anticipate playing and then you finally play it, you're like, oh fuck, now I gotta really make sure I don't mess it up. When I say the song Dyer's Eve, what do you picture? I don't really picture anything. I just think of the guitar solo in that song. I picture something really fucked up. I guess I don't really have much of a visual for that song because there's not a lot of visual. I, the album cover for Injustice for All. Again. I picture the fucking back cover. Oh, the back cover of it? I know that's fucking weird, but when someone says Dire Z, I can just picture the last line on the yeah, track. Yeah, it's got their like, pictures at the bottom There's not much there. to picture with that song. Yep, it's exactly what I picture. It's weird. I love this part. Yeah. 
It's like a room mic that picked that all up from like 20 feet away. Oh yeah, I remember playing the solo. This is a great solo live too. But I love their voices when they're doing that count off stuff. It's like that, that sounds like a room mic from across the way. Yeah, that's like uh, Leper intro to that. True. Base solo take three. Welcome to the band, Jason. I know it sounds crazy, but I almost feel like I would have rather had Injustice for All sound exactly like this than what it sounds like. I know that heavy kick and just like everything about that record. I mean, we, we love that record and you know, it's my favorite Metallica record ever, but something about hearing it mixed like this would have been amazing. Think of what a live classic staple this became in the 80s and 90s. Hell yeah. Almost every show. Not all, but almost. I gotta say, I actually really, really enjoyed opening up with this song. I forgot, because we've only opened up with it a couple times, and for some reason, I don't know what it is, but this is, it's like tape ends, lights, you know, they're off, and then they come on, and I don't know, there's just something about opening up with this song that there's a lot of energy. Oh, a ton of energy. And it's like that song, like... And and I'll, and most people know it. Yeah, most people know it. And it's like that song where it's got enough energy, but it just kind of gets you kind of gets the mood going, and then you go into something like Creeping Death, or you know what I mean, just something that really just puts a fire under people's asses. But rare song cover, hard to find for the the casual Metallica fan. But when we play it. Most people are like, oh, hell yeah, it's crest time. Right, and I mean, they've played this song more than enough times for Metallica fans to... Ooh, I want you to take a guess now. How many times have they played crest live before you get on the old World Wide Web? Goodbye. I'm guessing... And the song's done. 206 times. Green Stage. This is a fast song. Listen to that beat. Oh, it's probably even more than that. I don't know. I'm guessing two, th- 200 to 300 times, somewhere around there. Caress? What do you think? What did you say? I originally said 206. I don't know why I said that. That's just what came to mind. But I'm guessing somewhere between two and 300. That's my guess. I'm going to go with 420. 420, okay. It's not because you're smoking in your garage, but that's a, that's a number that I think is going to be somewhat close. It'd be fun to play this and just fuck with people. Oh wow, that's a lot. Who's closer. You were closer. What do we got? Love that vocal line. Eight twenty nine. Holy balls, whack! I was closer with Misfits. Misfits have played it two hundred and eighty five times. Wait, wait a minute. 
Metallica's played this 800 times, and the Misfits have played it 200 times. Well, almost 300 <laughs> times, yeah. Does that not make it Metallica song? Yeah, literally. Like, wow. Wow. All this ending. They're little run to the hills. That reminds me when Kirk's out of tune on Cunning when they start to jam on Leper. You know what? I, I love it when they're jamming Leper live and James just does that. Yep. <laughs> He's like, this ain't happening. <laughs> Next time we play it live, you're going to hear that. Garage Days, the 598 EP. How fast did 25 minutes just... Yeah, I thought it just started. All we talked about was the Misfits and Seeger. <laughs> <laughs> so it went pretty much uh, as expected. I went high because I thought they played it most of the Black Album tour, and that was 300 shows. And then I thought, add another 100 on there, and I'm like, add another couple more, and I'm going to be at 420. Yeah, I mean, they added... 800? They played it... Uh, That's too many times. Too many times. They played it... Uh, the cunning tour, the poor tour. Yeah, for the majority it. of it, they played that quite. And there's a lot of shows on that tour. Dude, 800 times of playing a one minute song. They've played a misfit song for 800 minutes. They've played a misfit cool. song 600 times more than the misfits have played it. Okay, they've played Last Crest over 800 times. They've played Crash Course once. I'm gonna say Helpless as a, is at about. 40. I remember that opened up the show at that parking lot gig they did in Philly. Remember that in 98? Yeah. I love that concert footage. Daytime, too. Lars is wearing his wife at the time, Skylar's sunglasses. Helpless, I'm going with 40. Oh, I think you're close. Yeah. You're close. 58. Wow. That's close. Small hours, I'm going with five based off of Garage Inc. shows. Survey says? Um, seven. Okay. Last, That's a winner. Last performed 2009, May 7th. Oh, the wait. I want you to guess. 38 times. That's probably pretty good. I was going to say 30. All right, let's see. 25. Not bad. Not bad. Last Crest, a little more popular. <laughs> Here's a 590 p One of these songs we're going to play 800 times. You know it's crazy? So I wasn't on Metallica's website until just now. Yep. And so I was. I looked it up on Google and it for Last Caress and on Metallica's website. It doesn't even tell how many times it's been played. What? Yeah, I'm on Last Caress right now, and it just on Metallica.com. Metallica.com. Are you sure you're connected to that worldwide Let's web? See crash course and brain surgery one time. One. So that's there. Yeah, because like I said, I wasn't on Metallica's before, and now Last Caress, Green Hell, nothing. What? Nothing here. I'll turn it so you can see it. Dude, they've been hacked by the Russians. So you obviously know how this site works. You scroll down and... I know it very well. Oh, hey, look at... That is weird. Yeah, I know. That is weird. Maybe someday they'll come out with a 698 <laughs> Yeah, that's that needs to be the next one they come out with. Well, that was basically Beyond Magnetic. 
How many times do you think they've played Turn the Page? Are you looking right I'm now? I'm looking at it right now. Oh my God! People are signing off right now because they're like, "Okay, enough of this guest." All right, this is this is the last. This is the last one we're doing, and I'll tell you what: it is a lot less than I would have guessed. Like a lot less than I would have guessed. And I'm being honest. Page total for page total, it's a lot less than I would have guessed. Fifty-five. Okay, so maybe you shot a little low. Ninety-three. Okay. I felt like I would have guessed like in the two hundreds. Like legit, I would have guessed in like the two hundreds. Give me one more to really piss people off. Off of should we say Anything. should we say off the garage? Yeah, something yeah, something fucked up. Die die my darling. What? Um wow. Die Die they opened they opened quite a bit with Darling in like two thousand. Yeah, it's a decent amount. And sanitarium. T- I'm going to say 30. Die, die, my darling, 30 times? Yes. See, this is where I was surprised that it beat Turn the Page 120 times. No. Turn the screen around. Fake news. Fucking A, man. That's surprising. Yeah. They opened quite a bit of show, quite a bit, 2000 with that. One more. This is the one, because this is, this is one Dude. that everyone always asks about. I hate hearing about it, but whiskey in the jar. Too many. Too many. <laughs> you and I both say too many. My uh, co-pilot said, oh, I love whiskey in the jar last night. And I was like, yeah, 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 okay. You ready for it? Whiskey? Yeah. Oh, 180. See, this is where things get really interesting on in podcast for all, because when you think you're going to go one way with one thing, it goes the other way. 74. Like you think that song? Oh, I thought they played that. A that's lot what I'm more. saying. And did you think my 180 was in the ballpark? I thought. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, yeah. I would have wow. easily guessed in the 200s for Page. I would have guessed hands on before I had seen it. My in in my mind, I was, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I would have guessed 98. No, like I would have guessed like probably in like the twos. So I remember that one week during Jump in the Fire trivia, I had that more or less question. Yeah. I was like, how many times has Holder been playing? Is it more? I like that. More than ninety or less than ninety? Remember, this whole Ooh. this whole season is open season, and we have this little thing called frantic flashback now. So for all the that's it for the thanks to Tyler Hall from Moore, Oklahoma. Speaking of the more you know, Moore, Oklahoma, Moore. For all of you listening, whenever you're deciding to come on the show, if you have an idea of something you want to do from the past, you know, like the the more or less, please let us know because we would love to bring back some of these old segments. It was fun revisiting the Dream No More set list. A frantic flashback. Dude, that that those are some numbers that I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep on. Yeah, I know. That definitely surprised me. Yeah, ponder on those. You know, I'm feeling a new segment where we're going to have to have our our listeners guess how many times these songs have been played. We have a lot of songs we could go through, too. Just Well, there's quite a few there, but I, I'm more into that the more or less game. Right, right. I was going to say just one song per guest. Now, we know, you know, I hit it right on the money with Crash Course has only been played once, but like last week, totally embarrassing with my Trapped Under Ice guesstimate. Dude, how many times has Astronomy got been a- played? It even got a family feud buzzer. It was so bad. <laughs> Astronomy is a big fat motherfucking zero, dude. I've had fun. We got to hang out in your garage more and 
I, maybe you next time we can talk Garage Inc. That'd be a long fucking episode listening to that, though. That would be a long one. I think we should just save our next commentary for Thanksgiving time, planes, trains, automobiles. Evening, guys. It's going to be a good one. I just want a fucking car. With four fucking wheels and a seat. <laughs> Evening, Gus. Speaking of evening, dude, thanks for letting me come over. And uh, season five, episode five, podcast for all, where you the fan stand up, Shane and Jeff, and we end up drinking some Coors, listening to the 598 EP, and having a hell of a good time. And always remember, after you listen to the episode, go online, give it a five-star, six-star, seven-star rating. Thanks again, dude. Open up that garage door, and I'm out of here. All right. See you. Later, dude. Later. Now open the garage so I get the sound. (laughs) What should the outro music be? Now that the door is open. We're done recording. What should it be? Outro music should be <laughs> Tuesday's gone with the wind, with the crickets. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but it's Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday's gone. Oh, there goes a tow truck. Oh. Can't be off the EP because we just listened to it. Maybe Die Darling? So what? So fucking what? So what? All right, let's end this shit. So fucking what? Well, I've been to Hastings and I've been to Brighton. I've been to Eastbourne too. So what? So what? Okay.
said what? What is that? That is a mess. I want it cleaned up, boys. Oh, yeah, sure. You got it. Sure, yeah. One hour, kids, and I'll be back. Bye, baby. Rosie? Bye, Mrs. Walsh. Bye. Bye, Mom. Adios, senorita.